Welcome to the Thrive in China podcast with me, Christina Kohler Kaluchir from Woodburn Accountants and Advisors. Our daily episodes on solving your China business pain points are there to help China leaders, managers, and entrepreneurs with the daily struggles they may be facing while setting up and operating in China. We look at corporate administrative battles such as tax planning, incorporation, accounting, HR issues as well as cultural and language nuances that may occur. Please share the link to our episode. Our mission is to help as many people who are struggling to do business in the China market. If you would like to schedule a call, please click on the link in the comment section of the episode. And if you would like to learn more about Woodburn Accountants and Advisors, then head on over to our website at woodburnglobal.com. Enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of Solving Your China Business Pain Points. My name is Christina Kohler-Kuluccia. I'm the head of business advisory at Woodburn Accountants and Advisors. And in today's episode, we're going to be looking at franchising in China. Now, the benefits of choosing the franchise model as part of your long-term business plan in China can often be compelling, from raising capital without surrendering equity to supercharging your brand, it can give you the chance to grow your business quickly in the knowledge that your customers will receive reliably consistent levels of service and quality from your franchise outlets. But life isn't exclusively rosy in the franchise world. And today I want to look at a few of the pros and cons of the franchising model to see whether it might be right for your business here in China. The first is raising capital by franchising. Now, because franchisees invest based on the proven success of your business model, as well as access to suppliers and marketing, you can expand your business and raise capital at the same time without surrendering any ownership, a luxury that's not available if you seek investment from more traditional venture capitalists or angel investors. In short, you can expand without the risk of debt or the cost of equity. Therefore, because you're selling your business concept and not your business, Franchising is an attractive means of raising capital, both through the upfront initial franchise fee and ongoing royalties in the form of a percentage of a franchisee's monthly gross revenue. And with finance, one of the biggest hurdles to growth, the franchising model is a good way of expanding your business with minimal investment. Indeed, many franchisers use both the company-owned and franchised models in combination. For example, one model for domestic markets, another for foreign, therefore offering an even more flexible approach to running multi-unit ventures. But obviously, there are going to be some downsides worth considering, too. Firstly, your reduced risk in the form of franchisee investment brings with it reduced returns at unit level. The chance for much faster growth offsets those reduced returns. But you would potentially have to sell five franchises to achieve the same profitability as one company-owned outlet with 25% margin. In addition, you'll be liable for the upfront investment needed to set up an organized franchise company. Franchising your existing business requires you to set up a separate business entity and franchise business plans, which typically form part of your franchise disclosure document. 
Several steps in the process also need investment, from drafting operations manuals and legal documents to creating franchisee training programs and marketing strategies. Creating a franchise system will need a certain amount of capital investment long before you begin to see the royalties roll in. If your model is successful and profitable, that is, and as with any capital investment, it carries some risk. And part of that risk includes damage to your brand capital incurred by a franchisee's actions. Because even though by definition you're not running a corporate business model, your customers aren't likely to make that distinction in the event of a PR disaster, right? And as you can imagine, there have been some franchise relationships that have gone sour because of that in China. The second point I want to highlight is attracting talent. Now, according to Harold Kestenbaum, author of So You Want to Franchise Your Business?, Experience among franchise systems has shown that employees who join a brand or company through a franchise system are more likely to stay than those who join as a company employee. This seems to suggest that as you grow your franchise network, the rising demand for employees means that talented individuals have a greater opportunity to progress up the ladder, either at an outlet level or within the management team. Perhaps that's not surprising at all. Um, franchise employees often starting at ground level are more motivated and incentivized to see the business succeed, right? And the franchisee has quite literally bought into your business model and concept. So the tendency for the most talented, motivated, and hardest working people to invest in running a franchise business can only bolster your revenues and your profits. But obviously, there are also some dangers, all right? Relinquishing and delegating the responsibility for hiring and managing employees can be attractive for you as a business owner. But generally speaking, you'll also be relinquishing control over those employees, i.e. not managing them. It's not just the employees you lose control over. Franchises are independent ventures run by franchisees, and you can't tell franchisees what and what not to do in the same way you can employees, right? So you got to keep that in mind. The third point I want to highlight is rapid growth and increased brand recognition. Now, the relative ease of raising capital through the franchise model, as I've mentioned, brings with it an opportunity to grow your business in China without having to tap into more traditional sources of capital. And with growth comes much wider brand recognition. So after all, the requirement for franchisees to use your company name and branding, among other things, is actually the cornerstone and the philosophy of the franchise model. Going down the franchise route allows business owners to grow their venture in China, expand their market share and their brand much faster than would otherwise occur if you simply added more company-owned units, even if you'll be accepting reduced unit returns to do so. But be aware of the dangers of rapid expansion. With a much wider franchise network, you'll take on much more responsibility as a franchisor for managing that growth within the terms of your franchise agreement. From ensuring demand for supplies is met to bolstering your franchisee training and support team to rapid um, to rapid and expansion could see your own management resources stretched thin. There's also the danger that expansion can limit and hinder innovation. The faster the expansion, the quicker that ability to innovate disappears. This might seem an obvious point, but the franchise model is predicated on consistency across the board 
in all company outlets, a fact that can make it harder and more complex to create and implement new products or services and roll them out across your network. With company-owned units, you as the business owner make a decision and implement it network-wide. With a franchise, however, any innovation can involve lengthy negotiations with the franchisees to persuade them to accept any innovations. And remember, the downside here is that lengthy negotiations can contribute to your venture's inability to react quickly according to the Chinese business environment, right? The last point I want to conclude with is assess your model. It's clear from what I've mentioned today that for the right ventures, franchising can offer tangible benefits if your business model proves successful and scalable in China. It can be a fantastic way to expand your business in China with minimized risk. But, 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 you'd be wise to weigh up the downsides before those downsides get to weigh you down. And most importantly, make sure you're working with lawyers and an ecosystem that is extremely familiar with franchising in China. I hope this video has helped you. Um, if you enjoyed it, please like, please share our episodes. Our uh, mission is to help as many foreign investors, leaders, entrepreneurs become successful in the Chinese market and ultimately protect their businesses. If you would like to find out more about woodburnglobal.com, head on over to our website. It has our full list of services plus additional resources in the form of short articles, eBooks, our podcast links, etc. Um, and if you do have any questions or doubts, then head on over. Uh, we're going to provide you a link to our diary. So head on over to our diary. We are offering a free 15-minute complimentary call to see if we can be of assistance. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode. Take care and goodbye.